yes. Bam, okay. we're live. Let's see if I can boost you up. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to help boost up the shorter kids. <clears throat> you don't have to. We'll just look up your nose the whole time. Here, I'll figure this out. Are you in your hotel room? No, you're in VRBO. No, I'm in my hotel room. Oh. How close so is hopefully that? Hopefully the internet's... Uh... Okay. You look good. Thanks. <laughs> I feel okay. Oh, I didn't mean like that. I just meant the. I just meant the internet's good. Oh, okay. Not like <laughs> not on your per, on your personal aesthetic. Stop. Well, uh, what do you mean you feel okay? W- was something? Were you not doing okay? Oh, I mean, I feel like you always have carry a little baggage in the competition. Everybody does. Yeah. Take well, a few we... days to get here and shake it out and. Been a you get a uh, ride out of Canada, so we've been uh, now. I don't know, feeling all right. Yeah, stay down here for a while, hang out for a few weeks. <laughs> we'll see. I'm gonna. I think the plan is to actually go to corner holiday after this. Uh, I'm not gonna blow up my spot, but uh, as long as we can get out of here, <laughs> try not to get sick and get stuck here because we got to be able to travel out. That's the plan. It, is it in the United States? No. No. Wow. Even That's better. why I have to be able to not get sick and travel out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and, and what do you mean? It's a bit of a roller coaster ride, just like coming to the United States. Like they just put on the glove and, and give you the treatment. Uh, it's not even so much that it's just been like <clears throat> the last bit of, um, kind of the winter holidays. Uh, oh, I, I spent just like three weeks out with my wife's family, which is just like a lot of time to live in someone else's house. Yes. And yeah, oh, wow. it just like was, and gyms were closed in Quebec for quite a long time. And then they closed up around Ontario. So I was commuting like 40 minutes to go train. Um, and it was just like, it was a bit tough around then. And then it's, there's just been a lot of uh, like a lot of the Omicron stuff going on around there, but there's pretty strict limitations to being able to travel out. So if you got sick at all in the last like two weeks, you wouldn't be able to make oh. it here even, right? They just wouldn't let you get on a plane. So it would have been a, we were trying to be just like pretty careful about what we were doing just to make yeah. sure that we could actually get here. I think right. most of the Canadian athletes, if not all of them were able to come though. Yeah. I haven't seen nice. anybody else. He, uh, I saw Sam Cornway today, but uh, I haven't I seen saw him. Alex. Uh, Caron. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen like kind of through their social media that they're, it looks like they're here. So that's good. Um, and Adler was already and Adler was already there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not competing. I forgot he was actually coming. Oh, uh, but right. he is he's coming. I think. Right. He, he's going to be here doing something. Yep. He'll be down here. But he's uh, yeah. He's been in Miami, already <clears throat> enough in Florida already for a oh, while. Oh yeah. He's family. been in Florida forever. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Uh, what was I going to say about Adler? What What did he tell us? No, uh, it slipped my mind. Um, it's lies. Ca- what you say? No, no. I think he's pretty honest. No lies. Um, uh, it's it's good to see you here. We haven't talked to you in in months and months and months, and now here you are at Wadapalooza twenty twenty two. It's not right. we, with all the athletes we've been interviewing. It's not where you come to peak. It's just where you come to work hard and test out some of your some of your weaknesses. Kind of. It's kind of a good way to put it. It's like a, it's a really great competition. It's just like exactly outside of the season though. Um, and it's also right after like a major holiday season. So I feel like it's a bit of a tough 
sell for people to like really batten down the hatches and go hard over the holidays and, um, and, you know, turn down all the things they want to do. So I think it is very much like that. It's, it's a great competition. There's always fun events. It's a cool atmosphere. I don't think people put like, I mean, there's good prize money. So it's, it's, it's good enough to show up and try your best, but I don't think people like put long-term stock in how successful your year is going to be based on what your Wadapalooza is. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, your vacation yeah. afterwards will be better though. If you win. Oh, that's for sure. I, I, <laughs> yeah. The last couple of times that's been the case. Uh, there's no better way to go on holidays than after a win for sure. Um, and even like whatever a win is like, I don't, if, if you have a really great competition, like rogue was kind of like that. I had a good competition and Justin beat me and I went on holidays afterwards and I was like, Hey, you know what? This holiday feels pretty good. Yeah. It's like, if you really, really shit your britches and then it, it the holiday doesn't feel so good. Like you'll order, like, um, when you call, if you win, like wherever you're going in the Caribbean, you'll order room service and you'll be like, I'll take an extra order of bacon. Like you won't even ask, you won't even care that it's six bucks for just two more slices. Yeah. I mean, especially right? if you win and you've got yeah. the extra hundred grand burning a hole in your pocket. I, yeah. might, I might pay for the $6 bacon. I'm going to get a bowl of berries <laughs> and some bacon. Uh, sir, you've already ordered three breakfasts. I know. I know. <laughs> no, for sure. It's, I mean, really it's nice to just be able to like then turn your brain off and not think about training for a little bit but um yeah it's fun it'll be a good competition i think the field here is actually like very stacked uh on the men's side at least without a doubt um it's going to be a pretty and seeing the programming now i don't know there's a lot of a lot of people who will be good at a couple things and like you know maybe take a hit here or there but so it's it's going to be a really interesting competition i think there's going to be lots of like fun fluctuations in the leaderboard and lots of ups and downs and I, and I, honestly, I, I don't think every athlete has the same mentality that you have, or maybe can afford to have. There's a lot of guys in this field that are like doing everything they can in their life to break through and get to the games that are competing here this weekend. I think they're trying to test themselves and check themselves out and say like, how do I stand up against these guys that were at the game six months ago? And those guys might be a little bit more focused. Right. But to say that like they're, they should still be focused on peaking their performance in three, four or five months from now. Um, I think if they're planning to, I don't want to act like their coach, but if they're planning to hold a peak for five months, they're going to be in for a rude awakening. So I think in that regard is where, when, if people are saying it's sort of like, you know, not, it's not an event that people don't take seriously. It certainly is a big primetime event. It's one where you could, if you're not a games athlete, you could make a splash and become well-known by having some success in this field. No doubt. Um, Based on the people that are here, if you beat some, some key competitors you win Wadapalooza like that makes waves without with no doubt but I just think it's it is probably if you are looking to have a successful game season you don't want to have been like really grinding yourself to dust for the last two months into this competition because we're about to enter the actual competition season and you can afford to maybe take a a break through the open now given what the new uh the new system looks like but you know, come quarterfinals, we saw some people get cut at quarterfinals because there's just not that many tests. And uh, if you bomb one, you could get axed. And come semifinals, you sure as shit better be sharp. Um, what did you mean? Yeah, what did you mean? You get? Down. What did you say about the open just now? What did you mean by that? You, you described the open as like you could rest or something. <laughs> I think depending on who you are and what your goals are, the the open doesn't have the same kind of value that it used to. So in the past, like say in the regionals era your open success in the open was actually kind of beneficial because it would at least give you a heat advantage at regionals, which Uh, is valuable. So there was something to compete for in the open. Um, Now there just isn't. 
Like you take the top 4,000 or whatever based on your region. Um, and if you're any kind of a competitive CrossFitter or have competitive aspirations, uh, like if you're someone who's frankly competing at either in the RX division or in the elite division at, at Wadapalooza, you should have zero chance, zero problem um, hitting that bar. Um, so in that regard, that after this event, you know, until until through the open, until the open, you probably don't have to do too much. You should be planning for the quarterfinals, which is only a, a week after the open. So, but that's what you should be thinking about. Um, I think the open now, last year, we didn't really know what, it, what the system looked like. So I think people approached it slightly differently just because there was a degree of uncertainty. But now that we've had one go through, I think you'll see a lot of, uh, you know, people like Tia's take the open with, you know, they'll just go through it, run through it, um, and then move on to the next step. And it'll just be kind of like a, a stepping stone on the way through. Uh, I don't think people will really compete for like the prize money in the open, um, with maybe a few exceptions. Um, but you, you just have to make sure that you're ready for the quarterfinals. The quarterfinals is where like, it's a, it's a, it's a short enough test. Like, I think we had five tests last time and one miss in five tests can actually do some harm and it could knock you out of the season. So you do need to be competitive then and so i don't know if you're going to take a break like now's kind of the time or after this is like you might get a month of reprieve where you can deload a little bit work up back up through the open build up your intensity for another couple weeks and then attack the quarterfinal but it's just a different format and we're still figuring it out but based on my best analysis from last year that's probably what we'd see a little more of when you look at what the program in wadapalooza do you see this as a um a, a, a well-rounded event, a strength-biased event, an endurance event, an event for short people, an event for tall people. Like, what do you see when you, when you look at these workouts? You kind of had like a smile on your face, like you were you were excited that that maybe there was something uncharacteristic that gave more people a chance to like more, I actually, some I, outliers I, actually to do well. Yeah, I don't really see any of that. Like, I think okay. that it's actually very well balanced, um, and in that sense i actually think i'd be very surprised if we saw athletes win like multiple events i think a lot of the events cater to certain types of athletes and not others and we've got a pretty widespread field of strengths and weaknesses and and it's just like i look at it and it's like i could pick a top three that i'd expect to be very competitive in a, in a single workout and that top three list is not the same for any workout any two workouts Oh, so I'd love, I'd love a- to put my top three for every event next year is on paper blind and see what they look like. <laughs> Maybe we can do that later. But there's some like there's just some cool stuff and things that we've seen, you know, some semblance of in other events. And you know, you, you look at stuff like the the pig flip uh, workout with the weighted GHDs. Like we had weighted GHDs at Rogue, and we saw the pig flip at the games. And you can maybe extrapolate a little bit of who you think is going to do well. But um, a lot of the tests are just like. There's not a lot of data points and um, yeah, some of them are like just very different from things that we've done. They don't have a lot of traditional CrossFit elements in them. Um, yeah. I think that there's just like, it, there's no programming that just looks like classic CrossFit to me uh, really. Pat, when you see a workout like uh, echo, like Fran echo on Fran and you know what kind of feeling that's going to elicit, how do you get yourself like pumped up to go there? I actually did some intervals yesterday of like parts of that workout, which I probably wouldn't have done if I wasn't told explicitly to do it. But 
it uh it's gonna be really bad i think it's no surprise to anyone what it's gonna be like uh and i think everybody knows that what you'll do is you're gonna get into the round of 15 and you're just gonna want to like get off the floor (laughs) and that round of 15 is gonna be like an eternity um so you know whatever it's the same for everybody everybody's got to do it if you're gonna if it's gonna hurt that bad you might as well hope to make it worthwhile and get some points out of it but uh i think i think you might like this one i i I came up with this about uh five minutes ago so albert einstein used to say about the theory of relativity that if you spend an hour in the park with a pretty woman it feels like a minute and if you spend a minute with your hand on the hot stove it feels like an hour but i think that the minute on the hot stove feels like the round of 15 in fran wow (laughs) did did einstein really say that yeah wow smart guy huh makes sense um, Patrick, you brought up something when you just now. You said that you wouldn't have done the workout if you had, if you're what I'm guessing is your coach. If Michelle hadn't told you to to um, do it, there was a picture you posted on your Instagram that um, I don't know what you're doing with this weight, but it looks heavy. And I was surprised to see you fooling around with that heavy weight just two days before the event. Will, can you bring that up? It's like I can't tell if you're snatching it or what you're doing with it. You can't tell if I'm snatching it. I don't, I don't know. know what I'm doing with oh, it. Oh, cleaning it. This thing, this thing right okay. here. Are oh, you clean? Okay. Yeah. Are, you, are you, you're cleaning this? And how much is this? And why are you doing that with just two more days? <laughs> I think it's, that's it's nothing for. A, that's the weight from the second bar in the complex that we'll do in the competition. And, and there's no two days out. It's it's okay to be, be fooling around. I think I did that on Monday. Okay. So it was a while ago, but it. I mean, that weight, that loading is not. <laughs> like crazy you know i wouldn't do it when i hopped off the plane but it was like good to get a couple touches in we didn't move up to like the weight of the last bar but uh, that's the kind of thing you got to do is keep your nervous system primed like don't don't pummel yourself with volume but keep the intensity high so that your your system's ready to do things that's kind of what we did with the intervals for the thruster workout too like i would have not been the first guy to like hop on the echo bike and do thrusters two days before a competition, but it's more about just feeling the intensity and stuff like that. But yeah. Our, our sponsor, um, uh, barbelljobs.com, uh, gave us three VIP tickets to the event. And we're going to get some. Yeah. That's a, we're going to let you choose. We, we, we made a post on Instagram <laughs> And you're going to make me choose. We're going to ask you to choose. <laughs> we'll, I don't, I don't figure any, we'll, we'll figure it out. So, we, so we made a post on, um, made a post on Instagram saying like, you know, whatever, you know, like how that works, like tag a friend and tag your, in, and then right. we'll go through and pick it or something. I get tagged in those kind of things all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like by thousands of people you don't even know, right? Like someone's trying to yeah. win a pair of shoes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're like, tag and, your friends. It's like Pat Melder, Matt Fraser. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> right. you're like i'm not that guy's friend disqualify him so um uh, uh can you help us with that i don't know how you're gonna do it i don't know if like how, oh, how yeah. it, oh well it's, it's super easy i have it all on a list and we just need pat to choose a favorite number between one and 371 which is the number <laughs> of entries that we got in the day so Favorite number between one and 371. One and 371, 256. Yeah. 256. Oh, man. That's a, what I'm trying, trying to think. <laughs> 256. Okay. I have our winner. You do? I'm going to share their Instagram. Okay. <clears throat> As selected by Pat Vellner. As selected by Pat Vellner. So if you're angry... 
Everyone yes, go, ta- yes. go, go, tag, <laughs> yes. go tag Pat Vellner in your whatever giveaway you want to win. Go tag Bring it on. All right. The, winner. The hate fuels me. Yeah. Here's the winner. Three VIP tickets for the entire weekend. This is like a $1,200 prize. So it's pretty big. So thank you to Barbell Jobs. Yes. And uh, Cindy Martin. All oh, right, Martin. Come hey, on can, down. Can you scroll down and we and we see if um if she's actually is she in Miami? It needs to be someone who's in Miami, right? Can we see? Yes, Miami confirmed four hours ago. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, did oh Cindy, and there we are. Does Cindy okay. know this comes with, included with a picture with me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's well that was that's the main prize that's so it's a twelve hundred dollar prize and that's eleven hundred dollars of that the vip tickets are only a hundred bucks you get a picture with brian three tickets and you get to change patrick vellner's baby's diaper <laughs> all for just signing up here um and uh, o'keefe was nice enough for those of you uh for uh cindy congratulations cindy if you need a fourth ticket um o'keefe said to hit him up so it, or, it looks like there's just if you're a leech, go to Cindy's DMs and say, "Hey, yeah. tell, tell them to come your fourth." <laughs> yeah, it looks like she's. It looks like there's just three of them. So, but uh, yeah, that's actually not a bad idea, Will. That is not a bad idea. All right, back to business here. Enough of this nonsense. Thank you, barbelljobs.com. There you go. Congratulations, Cindy. Uh, six. Are you writing that down, right? You give me the lotto numbers. I'm gonna research and find out why you picked those numbers. It was completely random. <laughs> you'll you'll you'll, uh, you'll hurt yourself doing that. Don't waste your time. Like, I, also, uh, I, I think about things like this. I was with Bill Grunler earlier, and he's wearing his CrossFit game shorts from a couple years ago, and they had his athlete number on it, 506. I was like, maybe Pat was 256 one year. Like, no, I wasn't. I could probably tell you what all my numbers were, but that wasn't one of them. Uh, Matt Souza just made a post in the comments saying, I'm I've something like bitches. I'm in Miami or I've landed or something like that. And I just want to thank uh, these guys. Grass fed beef liver. You know, you like it. Ancestral jobs. No. Ancestral, <laughs> jobs. ancestral supplements. I got my sponsors confused. It's, it's barbelljobs.com and ancestral supplements. So many sponsors too. You can't keep them separate. Were yeah, you just doing a lipper, plugs. Patrick? Were you just doing a lipper? No. <laughs> like you didn't think we were looking and you were scraping the mirror? Yeah. <laughs> We're in Miami, dude. <laughs> Pat, Pat, did you get a haircut for this competition? No. Sign? Brian, what have I? Dude. You probably asked me that question many times, and I'm sure the answer is really good, no. <laughs> you turned to the side. The, the sideburns looked cleaned up. I didn't know. Did you I get a haircut, yesterday. Brian? I got a haircut. Yes, I did. You should have seen me two days ago. I looked pretty homely, but uh, yeah, shaved yesterday. So we're cleaning it up a little bit. I saw Jason Hopper today. He had a little something on his chin, and he made a comment about mine, and I said something about his, and he didn't like it. I'm impressed. I didn't think he could grow any hair other than on his head. He can't. That's got to be pasted on. <laughs> and him and Noah, I've never, I'll be honest, I've never been a fan of the the uh, little duster there. Flavor saver? Yeah. Um, This is the first time you will see... Your colleague, uh, Ricky Garrard, since 2017. That's right. And um, you um, had explosive diarrhea, so he stood on the podium for you. You couldn't make it, so he... uh... (laughs) 
Yeah, save my spot. <laughs> save your spot. It's keeping it warm. <laughs> um, have you have you run into him at registration by any chance? No, I haven't seen him at all. Um, as a fan, as a fan, we've been talking about it a bunch on the show. As a fan, it's going to be exciting, especially. I mean, as a fan, I hope you guys are like in lanes by each other the whole weekend and watch, can we just watch you guys duke it out and just like you know let the tension. Um, but when we were talking to Griffin uh, Raleigh, one of the things we were ta- he was basically saying, "Hey, one of the things about this sport is is that it's just all on you. So you train as hard as you can, and then you kind of know where the chips are going to fall when you get there. You know if there's a guy better than you, but um, but but." because you can't punch a guy in the throat. You can't trip him. There's no one trying to stop you. It's just you. But he did say that as he, he did say he experienced recently in, um, I think he was competing in Norway that he was one of the best dudes in the field, if not the best. And so he could start playing head games with other guys, like dictate the pace, try to draw them out. He could fool around a little bit. And he started playing with that tactic. Is there going to be that between you and Ricky, this emotional piece between the two of you that you think you guys are going to be out on the floor together and it's going to be like um, you guys could get swept up and, 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 and fall out of your lane and just think it's just you and him? Um, two things before I answer that. Okay. I'm actually very impressed in your pronunciation of Griffin Raleigh, given your history of bastardizing <laughs> names. So good for you. I gave Tommy Marquez um, all the credit because I, I was watching when I was researching him. Tommy did an interview with him. Well, and what's funny is I called him Griffin Roley or something uh, to Brian. Well, is that right? It's an interesting spelling. So that's a, I'm, yeah, if you yeah. tried to do it phonetically, you'd fail miserably. <laughs> and Brian would didn't. He's. I'm like, is that right, Brian? He goes, you just do you, Sevon. I'm like, you asshole. That's because I didn't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah yeah that's impressive um and i'm interested that you said that because i believe in norway when he won that comp that sanctional competition he won it on the last event he actually was not in first place until oh. after the last event okay so i don't know if he's he's misremembering his competition a little okay bit, but or, or maybe um, i'm paraphrasing <laughs> him incorrectly maybe i'm paraphrasing him incorrectly no, I like Griffin. I, I would just had to mention that. It is true. I mean, when you're in a driver's seat, you compete relaxed. And I think that there's something about competing relaxed, whether or not you were in first place. I think that's his point is when you feel at ease and relaxed, you can do things you maybe otherwise wouldn't. You, you're like, it's like that flow state. You're not fighting against yourself. Um, I will say, I, I mean, look, Ricky or no Ricky, like anybody next to me, I'm always trying to like, pay attention to that and use it to whatever way I can. Uh, I think you never want to overstep. You want to be a little careful with what you do. And there are workouts this weekend where you have to know that what your limitations are. And if you don't, it's going to be, it's going to turn a sixth place finish into a 16th place finish really fast. So I think there is, there has to be a level of care taken, but yeah, I mean, I would not say that I'm an exceptionally emotional competitor. Um, And I think you, if you've watched me compete for years, you would probably agree. Um, so I, I don't usually fall into those kind of traps. I don't, I would, I don't know how Ricky is. We, nobody does. He hasn't competed in four years really other than Dubai. Um, so who knows if you're the type of competitor and there's lots in the field who get wrapped up in moments and momentum that can be really beneficial. It can be very detrimental. So I don't know. I I'm sure the fans will like to see us be right beside each other. I don't know if I'll care that much. I, I really think that the Ricky and Belner thing has been played up and spun out more than it it is in reality. Um, I think it's it's a it's a it's a circumstance thing. I think the whole situation arises because I happen to be the guy who finished behind him, and I think the, the issue that I take with the whole situation is issue an issue of cheating. 
And it's like, hey, you know, and now he's done his time and that's great. And I think that I ended up somehow in the role of like representing the greater athlete body of people who are like annoyed by a, a person who cheated um, in a situation that we hadn't dealt with before that it happened to a podium performer. And, you know, I just kind of ended up being the guy in that position by happenstance. And I was happy to like, whatever, be that guy. But uh, it's like, I don't have a vendetta out against them. You know, I'm sure that I hope when I see him, he'll come say hi and maybe say something nice to me. I hope also that it's not in front of a bunch of cameras or things like that. I, I don't do. really care. I don't really care to do that uh, for the morning chalk oh, up or whatever right, it is. Right. I feel I, not for I that. Prefer I prefer to have a conversation with him as a guy yeah. and get it and move past it. And that's Word. totally fine with me. And I, I hope there's. I hope someone has a long situation. lens on you. I hope someone has a long lens on you, so yeah. you don't know. But but we still get to see it. But uh, to be honest, I would have preferred to run into him yesterday or today before we were in competition to just like whatever, like have that done. I don't think it's going to be a big distraction for me. But you know, if it, even if it is for him, I don't want it to be distracting for him. I want him to be able to compete as well as he can. Like it just whatever. It is what it is. I know there's a lot of people who seem to be more emotionally invested in it. And at the end of the day, like, do I want to beat them in competition? Yeah, of course I do. But I also want to beat like literally every other guy that's out there. So um, will it be a little bit sweeter because the last time he beat me by one place? Maybe. It's like, funny you say win. you want to beat every other guy out there. Cause I think every guy out there is looking to beat you two time defending champ. Do you come into this with the, any kind of different feel knowing that? That targets on you a little bit. Don't th don't think that just because Brian changed the subject, we're done with that. Go ahead. Well, okay, <laughs> that's fine. Right. I would say it's I don't know. It's stressful. Like it's stressful coming into competitions with pressure, um, and, and that'll always be the case. I don't think there's any way to get over that. And I think pressure is a privilege to a certain degree. You earn that privilege or that pressure over years of of uh, performance, right? It doesn't come from nothing. Um, so the best you can do is learn to manage your stress. And if you typically the people who manage their stress, well, perform well, try to turn that into something productive, like use it, uh, that nervous energy and put it in the right direction. Um, you know, everybody will say the same thing, like everything, this kind of time today is like when things are like, Oh man, you know, we're about to get started tomorrow. You're really jittery, but there's nothing you can do about it. Like you just have all this pent up energy and nowhere to put it. Um, and you know, starting tomorrow, you can do something with it. You can start to control your destiny a little bit. And that's all you got to do is just focus on what those little things are that you can do to, to move forward. Right. And, and not just be pushing energy in every direction or letting that stress melt you down. What well, flus is a bit funny because they're long days. Like it's two events a day for us only. So you, you kind of compete and then you have three, four hours sometimes to let it fester and then you compete again. So, um, that can be challenging like that up and down or you have a bad performance and it's sort of like now you got to sit on it for like four hours um, before you can do something again. So I don't know, learning those competition skills that just comes with experience right? just learning how to deal with that stuff goes a long way. I've, I've, I've been good at it in my career, but I'm not immune to the stresses that come with that. So when I walk into a competition like this, like I get it. I know I walk into whole foods and everybody stares at me. Like I, I, fucking, I understand. Like I know, I know what, I know what I'm supposed to do and I'm going to try to do it, but there's nothing else to it. I was noticing, do you see that they, uh, I think they announced what two workouts we're going to be doing tomorrow. You've seen those. Yeah. Yep. And when I look at those two workouts, something that really struck me is, they're kind of just fitness workouts, like, you know, as opposed to at the games where a lot of times, many years, you have a swimming workout, a heavy lifting workout, some of these specialty ones that 
Usually at the end of day one, the leaderboard doesn't look that much like it might look at the end of the weekend. This looks like it very well could. You know, like just in two events, you might see the top 10. Maybe they'll move around a little bit, but they'll probably do pretty well. Does that, like, you know, sometimes you've had to make your way back up the leaderboard at the games. Do you like that? There's kind of just some, like, couplets and triplets right off the bat, and you get to attack it? Yeah, it's nice. I like that the first event is longer, too. I think you kind of get they're le- they're less stressful frankly like the more reps the more like length in a workout like that the less costly one single mistake can be um so you you know in general like that you see the the cream rise to the top more consistently in, in those types of workouts the second one is going to be still pretty fast um and a miscalculation can cost you a lot and may you may not represent yourself to the best of your ability that first workout i think is just you you come in with what you have and i think there's not a lot standing in the way of people from an execution standpoint to show what their fitness level is um other than like you know you trip a double under here and there maybe but that will probably happen to everybody at least once so that, I, I like that. I think it's cool. It's a little bit lower stress and lower pressure coming in. But um, I actually look at both of those workouts, and I think that they're the highest impact workouts of the weekend. What do you mean um, by that? Like on your like on like, your body, the most wearing yeah, in the body. I think oh. hundred weighted GHDs and the heavy flips and the heavy rope double unders is going to put a lot of tension through the shoulders, a lot of like stress through the back, a lot of like, and then the, the thruster, the heavy thrusters and chest bar and bike is like people's legs are going to be super sore the next day like i think that that sets the stage really well for the weekend and it makes me look at the weekend a little differently and go oh you know this is gonna be you're gonna be already sore and hurting starting on day two like most people it's gonna start to be a war of attrition right after day one where it's like who can who can continue to put up performances most like themselves by the time it's saturday by the time it's sunday yeah, and you know, only two workouts a day is a little different too. Like you almost feel like you can go a little harder on those. If you got, if you know you got four or five workouts, it's like nah. But it's only two. But like you said, they can be almost a trap to set up for the weekend. Yeah, you I mean you got to go. You have to go fast and everything. Like there's not. There's lots of downtime. There's lots of whatever. I think that those two impacts, those two workouts, look to me like the highest impact, like the highest load on the body. And then after that, it's like it's going to be fitness. Things are hard. There's a lot of, like I said, most of the workouts have like, it's all like CrossFit stuff, but the combinations are different. It's, there's some new stuff like the box step overs in the front rack is a, is a yeah. twist that we haven't done yet. That makes it significantly different and more challenging. And so there's like fun elements in almost every event that we haven't really done or seen before. Um, that I think is just, it makes it kind of hard to know and it makes it fun. So I think that starting, starting, Thursday off is going to go with a bang. And then uh, I think that evening event of Thursday is going to be, I'd love to watch it. I, I think it's going to be, it's like that thruster bike workout we did at Rogue, like the kind of workout that you look at and you think about for like two days and you just whip yourself and you like, I've done it in my head like four or five times already. And it hurts, hurt bad. And it's not going to hurt any worse when I do it. It's just going to feel exactly like you think it's going to feel. And then it's going to be done. So I would love to watch that workout. I'm not so keen to do it. If you were watching it, you'd probably watch on the Savon podcast, right? Absolutely. Like, are you guys broadcasting it? <laughs> oh, you guys are doing like commentary, are you? Probably not. This me, is but the, Savon will have this is the premier place to come and hear shit talking. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Well, I, I better not fuck that one up then. Hey, um, so here's so here's the thing, Pat. It, 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 I think you know this. I think everyone knows this. 
there every every athlete there has a story jason hopper's the kid that um won the mac went to the games took 20 something now he's with matt what's he gonna do here um sarah sigmund's daughter's the you know was supposed to be the best female athlete in the history of the crossfit Games. she gets injured a bunch of stumbles now she's back after a layoff um there's a story about the uh wadapalooza it was down a year because of um uh pandemic response and now it's back and you know you know, like everything has but the story of this Wadapalooza for me is you and ricky coming back together because it's it's competition it's sport it's competitors and so not only do we have two of the best guys in the world but we have uh the the former champion which is patrick vellner and then and then this guy who who they cross paths at the games and, and, he, and he bumped pat out because pat you know didn't get that moment um on the podium because uh illegal rule i don't know if it's illegal is the right word he broke the rule i don't know if it's, is, is it illegal what he did just rule breaking i think illegal is very much an appropriate word is it illegal? <laughs> like like is it criminal any anyway whatever it is it's bad it was bad it's naughty and it's against the rules and and, and, and it's and it stunk and now he's back and so to get you guys in the same place for a comeback is is, is really really cool do but um what would the way i think what's going to happen is from the, from what I know you and and I know you better than I know Ricky, but I know Ricky a little bit. Yeah. I think you're going to see him and you're going to want him to be his best and you're going to want to beat his best. And it's going to be just water under the bridge because it's just like, it's different to sit here and talk about it for four years versus like, there he is standing next to you. All of a sudden you, you have a big heart. You just had a kid. You're getting a little soft. You see the human and love and everything. And you're just going to be like, Oh, it's just another, Oh, look at Pat got serious. I call him soft. Um, I just, I just think it's going to be, yeah, I think you guys are going to have a blast, but it's what makes shit memorable. That's the stuff right it there ma- that Pat files away for right before Echo on France. <laughs> Morning talk up said, I'm going to retire. Seven called me soft. Ricky's right there. Let's fucking go. No, but it's, it's what makes this event memorable. It was like, I used the, I used the example with the O'Keefe that like, you never remember the shit that just flushes away, but the shit that when you flush it at three in the morning and it back floods and now you're like, can't go back to bed and you're cleaning up the floor and you're mopping and you're plunging. You, you never forget that one. And this is that, this is that moment for the fans, you know, it, it, it's what's going to make Wadapalooza memorable this year, especially if it's close, especially if it's, if, if, if you, especially if you, if you're nice to him and let him get a few wins on you and, and make it close, please. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree. <laughs> I think that people are keen to see that storyline. Yeah. Um, I will say that I don't think that that storyline deserves as much play as it gets. Okay. Um, cause I think that there's frankly a lot of great athletes who are here and have been here for years and aren't getting the attention that Ricky gets and he, Ricky's getting the attention for the wrong reason. Oh. So I've been a little bit annoyed by that. I mean, the little bit that I could be possibly annoyed, but for example, him getting invited to Dubai to me was a bit of a punch in the face to some athletes who have been competing for a long time. He got invited based on a performance four years ago when he cheated. And then there's athletes who were at the games physically this year who got passed up for that spot. And that kind of sucks. I think everybody can look at that and see that that sucks. Did you and get invited to up, Dubai? What it made up. I did. Yeah. Yeah. What it made up for was it was, it was for TV. It was for media. It was for storylines. And that's a huge part of the thing that needs to be exist. But I think it's unfortunate when um, it's not a merit-based system that sucks. Um so I, I feel for that a little bit. And I think that, you know, we're, we're talking about it and drumming it up and it's just like, 
I don't know. I, I like let his performance speak for itself. Like I'm, I'm happy he had a good performance at Dubai, but I, I think that the field here is a little bit different. We'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, I hope the best for him. I hope he continues to compete clean and have a, a good career. I mean, I think that it's going to be, he has to, like, there's no, there's no third chance, I think is the situation we're in. Right. So, and I can, I honestly, I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be friends with Ricky. Like I, I get along with most people. I think the way he behaved throughout that whole thing, um, we have very different values and I just don't think he's going to be my buddy. Um, so, you know, it's as simple as that. I'm, I'm, will be perfectly civil. I'm, I'm a nice enough guy. I have no problem getting along with most people, but I'm not going to call him on the weekends to hang out. You know what I mean? Like we'll be, we're competitors and that's totally fine. I compete with a lot of people, but he doesn't occupy a lot of space in my head. Uh, Brian, I'm going to bet you right now that $5 someone gave you today that at some point during the competition that Patrick and Ricky do a bro hug. I'm not taking any bets with you right now. <clears throat> Have you gotten your hands on the flip sled, sled yet, Pat? Yeah, I used it a little bit today. Played with it a couple times. They have it out for you? They were like out, I mean, about the flip sled booth was up. So like we just went and chatted with the people there and, and uh, they're like, yeah, give it a shot. You didn't do anything so, illegal. Not that I know of. <laughs> like, no, flip sleds exist. Flip sleds exist. They're out there. You yeah. can find them. Yeah, but... I've never used one prior to being here, though. But they're it's a little easier to grip than a pig. It's not a yeah. not a big difference. There's actually like a specific place you, that you can grip. The yeah, pig. there's you handles, like, basically. Yeah. So, and I think the weight's slightly slightly lighter than the games. Ten pounds lighter, and it's a little shorter, so it flips a little easier, but covers less distance, I guess, per flip. Pat yeah. just beat him up and put him to bed. Beat me up and put me to bed. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that, I don't know if that's a metaphor for Ricky to beat him up and beat him up, like like win some events and put an. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I'm. It's not. It's not going to take up a lot of space in my head. Um, go go ahead, Brian. Did you uh, did you ever consider doing the teams of three here? No, not really. People don't invite me to come hang out with them. Oh, because Brent no, has I done the teams of three here, you know, a couple of times in the past. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard. I think I don't have the proximity to a lot of athletes that some people do. So I think those things come together when people are like either overseas teams that are like, yeah, we'll get together there and we'll make a team or. I'm like close enough to people that I'm not front of mind as like, Oh, we need to like make a full can team and bring everybody down from different parts of Canada. Like we're close enough that that's just not really how we think, but I'm like far enough away from people that I'm not training with them every day. So it doesn't like make sense to make a team in the gym and go. Right. So I don't know. I, the team of three looks pretty fun and stacked actually, but uh, I don't know. And I think I kind of made my intentions known that I was going to still try to compete individually here. So people probably just didn't bother asking. I think you have Patrick winning this, don't you, Ryan? I think it would be disrespectful not to. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck respect. That's That's honest respect. Opinion. Nice. What's your honest opinion? His credentials are better than anyone's in the field, and there's no reason for me to think that he's not the most likely to win. Have you heard anyone pick anyone other than Patrick? Um, yeah, yeah. Like the other athletes all pick themselves. 
No, but you know what I mean. You've been, you, you've done the circuit. You've done the tours, the podcast tour. You've been on a lot of prediction podcasts. Is, is everyone picking Patrick? I think so. And, and Patrick, you made a video. Um, I, I don't think it was with the Morning Chalk Up, or maybe it was with Wadapalooza, and you say very nonchalantly, I guess the pressure's on me. But 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 you really aren't feeling any pressure, are you? Oh, of course I am. I'm you like are. a duck on a pond, so. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet up top, but the feet are going mile a minute underneath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like that. That's, really? Yeah, it's always like that. Like, I don't think anybody who's telling you they're not stressed or nervous or feeling like, you know, they've got it. Like, we work too fucking hard to show up and just be like, ma, whatever happens, happens. Like, no, I invest a lot of time and energy into doing this. And I think to do anything, to care any less than a fucking lot is, is like disrespectful to yourself. So I think that you get nervous and stressed to do things that you really care about. And that's how I see it is like when I feel stressed, I know it's because I still care and I still have a few good years left in me. Yeah, I still, I still need to keep doing it. If I didn't care, I'd retire. <laughs> I'd fucking just stop doing it because it's too hard. I don't want to get on the echo bike five times a week and kick my ass just to come here and not give a shit. Yeah, that's uh, that's that made me happy to see you uh, push back on that like that. That's awesome. Like, I think, yeah, I, I like, so I still see it like that. Like I look at it and I say, yeah, like sure pressures on me. I think people come in again, like there's expectation. I have high expectations of myself. And I think that, you know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to, I don't want to disappoint myself more than anybody else. So is the, I think is the last uh, time you've been out is the games. Is that the last time you've taken your body for a spin? No. Rogue. I was at Rogue. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, and is this, is this the same feeling you had before Rogue? And the same feeling you had before the games, like when this, yeah, yeah the feet underwater. I think there's always a little bit of a, a feeling, an unknown feeling. Like you know, check-ins always funny because people just size each other up, right? And it, I love like going and talking to athletes because I, I, I like to chat with people and play it really light and just like kind of get a feel for where they're at. Um, and I joke around a lot, and you know. I'm a bit self-deprecating. So I think that people kind of don't know what to make of me sometimes, but it's so much of this, like everybody sizing each other up. You don't know what people have been doing. It used to be the same, like in the old system, you'd see people like once a year at regionals and it'd be like, you don't know, there's no touch points in between. You don't know what people have been doing. You don't even know if you're looking at the same guy from last year. So it's like, you don't, you don't know anything until three, two, one go. And then like after one or two events, you sort of feel where you're at. And especially when they're more general fitness style events, you kind of get a good representation of like, all right, like what, what am I working with here? What are these guys working with? Um, but there's so much unknown when you walk into an event. Like, I don't, I don't know. We don't, we, we when I got here, we didn't know most of the events. People are walking around. I, like we saw some of them at rogue, but rogue was an invitational with very few people. Like a lot of people have been putting in off season work. Like, you know, you just don't know what you're walking into. So, and uh, at the same time, like they, I've maybe been been seen more recently, but people don't know what I'm coming with either. Like I could have been slamming cake and Turkey all fucking last three months. Like nobody knows. So who knows? Maybe I'm going to be a fat slob and like, it, no, no one has a clue. Right. And it's hard to know until, you know, until the events are done. And so I think that that provides an element of like stress and surprise. And so it's always, I think it's hilarious and fun to just watch people dance around each other and like do this, awkward high school dance uh as everybody sees each other for the first time in months and it's super funny um you are 31 years old yes sir 
And uh, Tim Paulson's 31. There's some other guys. There's uh, Griffin uh, Raleigh is 29. Uh, I think, I think uh, Scott jumped on that grenade for me when he signed up last minute. So he's the oldest guy here now. Oh, no, no. There's Jason Smith's here. Oh, Jason He's, Smith's here. I forgot he, he was didn't. Here. No, he didn't make it. He don't think oh, he didn't make it. Okay. I saw him. He was supposed roster, to come. But... He was supposed to come. Oh, that's too bad. I like Jason a lot. But so there's Scott, a... God saved you. There's a yeah, dude so Scott, here. Who's... Scott got it. <laughs> there's a dude here who's 19. James Sprague, right? Yeah. And uh... and Dallin, it might be also. Or he's 20 now. He's 20. And also uh, Benoit Boulanger is probably 20. Those are some of the youngest guys. Are you Canadian? Yeah, uh, Caroline Lambre coaches him. Oh, okay. Sounds like a Canadian name. That sounds like a... When, when you see these guys... So the only time you start to... You know, you don't realize you're tall until you're around people who are short. You don't realize you're old until you're around people who are young. Like, when you see these guys, is it like, oh, shit. Like... You know what's funny is I, I met James, like, years ago at Granite Games. I want to say, like, 2017. Um... And he was like, he had done his first, maybe first or second year in like the teenage division, like the 14, 15 year old division uh, that year at the games and like talked to him a little bit, super nice kid. And he like is the exact same now. He's a golden retriever. He's awesome kid. So I actually ran into him today and he's super nice. Always says hi, like just so interested in everything everybody's doing, like an absolute salt of the earth, dude. But uh, we had, we had him on to here. see him now. Cause now he's like, he's like six two. He's a big boy. Like he's a, He's a unit. And so I see him now. I'm like, you never see yourself as changing. I wonder what he see, looks at me, what he thinks. Like he saw me like four or five years ago and he's like, fuck, this guy's in his prime. And then now he's like looking at me like got a few more wrinkles and a few more miles on me. He expects but, you to have uh, an eye patch now. <laughs> yeah. So and a wooden I, it's leg. Because that, that like I saw him, like I met him at like an age where he's changed significantly. Right. But I feel like I've, I've changed marginally in that time. So, I mean, you really are um, like a salty pirate compared to him. Oh yeah. I mean, I like we had, we had him on the show and it's like, it's a total, I mean, you're totally different. He, oh, he's like, sure. he's like a new pair of shoes. And you're like that, that's where an alligator bit me in Florida. This is uh, where a bear attacked me in Alaska. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah. you have all the marks. No, it's funny. That's fine though, man. That's a life well lived. I think it's, I don't see that as a, no, no, slowing me down. It's not a dig, but it, it is, it is, it's gotta be kind of weird. It's got, I mean, like in another, in I like it, man. You show up, show up the next year with a couple more scars, a couple more stories. And they're like, Holy. Yeah. Yeah. Here he comes again. <clears throat> so anyway, Let's I, think see. I think it's fun. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, wait, what's this? Brian, I will make a hundred dollar bet to say that Ricky will not podium at two to one odds. I will directly donate my earnings to Sevon and Josh podcast. And why that podcast? <laughs> Dylan Val, uh, no bets tonight for me. Too delirious. <clears throat> um, although, 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 once the event, once the event starts, um, let's let's start with the, with the CrossFit Games first off. Once the event starts with the CrossFit Games, do the nerves subside? Yes. And and at Rogue, do they subside? So, Which is funny because I had significantly different first events at both of those competitions. It, it really is like it's a product of just like being able to do something. I think that having the 
all the energy and nowhere to put it is tough. It makes people jittery. It stresses you out. You think of all the possibilities, but like once there's just like, there's only one route, like you just, you go in and you do whatever you can do. It's sort of like, there's a freedom in that where you're like, okay, I know what I have to do and I just have to try to do it. Um, But when you're just, when there's nothing you can do, like you, I mean, I've seen uh, it happen to people even at like the games where we go, you have a really bad event and then there's the day off in between. And then you have like an entire day to let that one bad event like sit in your head. And it's like, you really want nothing more than to just do another workout now. And like, that's hard to like, at this point, everybody has that. You're like, we know, okay, there's eight events, nine events coming at us. And I just want to do something. I want to bite off a chunk now, but it's hard when you can't, and you got to be able to like put that down and still be able to sleep and and do other things. Um, so, and yeah, like I went, even though like in the games, I come next to last and one, and I still feel like, oh, you know, pressure's off for different reasons, like nowhere to go, but up from here. And then I right. rogue, like performing really well in the first event being like, cool, like, I'm exactly where I, I should be. Um, like, I think my fitness level is good. And I, this competition, I, I, I should be all right. Like, I think there's just those unanswered questions before you get into the, the ring. And then once you even do one event, you sort of answer some of those questions. Hey, have you been swimming? Like it just, like, it's your job, like you're a fish. I was up until like three weeks ago, but a bunch of the pools closed, um, in Canada. So I couldn't really swim for the last three weeks or so. Um, G- Griffin Raleigh, he was sounding like Matt Fraser. He's like, I'm like, do you have a coach? He goes, no. He goes, I just train my weaknesses. I go, really? He goes, I really just train my weaknesses. I just keep going after my weaknesses just over and over and over. And I, w- and, you know, uh, you had to have looked at the games and been like, okay, if I would have taken 22 places better in the swim, shit, I'd be CrossFit Games champion or, w- or whatever it is, right? Like, you know what that is, right? Yeah, sure. How many places was it, Brian? Oh, I don't, I don't know what it was. I oh. actually haven't done that. But, but, oh, okay. I also um, didn't bother to do it because I, ultimately I didn't think that's why he lost. A re, a why would you say he lost? Um, I had a, a couple, bad Friday afternoon. Six, seven, eight, basically. And then when it mattered most, Justin didn't make a mistake. Yep. But I'm just talking about just specifically the things that Pat had oh, control totally. of. I mean, I can... Like, forget about Justin. Amount, yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, you, you can't control the field either, right? Like, if I swim every day and then everybody else is just a little better at swimming, like, you still could take a 30th place. And it's not because you haven't improved drastically. So there is, like, more to it than that. Um, and, yeah, I swim a lot now. I'm swimming, like, two times a week at least. Um, currently, well before pools were closed. That's, like, what my regular schedule is now. Two to three times a week. But it's good. Like, it's improving lots. But... Sometimes it just depends on style of event and I don't know. I, I like, I don't let it dominate my life like to the point where, and it also is, it's an interesting weakness in the sense that it's actually harder to work on your swimming than it is on like a lot of other weaknesses. Like, why, why, and why you, is that? It's very technical. You need eyes on, you need a coach. It's more of a process. You got to like go to the pool, get wet, go do whatever. It's like, it's a much bigger a like longer commitment and just so getting on it's the just like it's runner. been harder to like get on the right coat get the right coach and right. find the times that work with them and, and let it mesh into your schedule so i've got a good system now when i'm home so it should be good i think it will it'll pay off lots this year so we're chipping away but it's not an overnight fix have, have you do you remember have, have you ever gone to an event and um and, and there's an event within the event that just to- that totally catches you off guard that, that's like 
and has that happened in recent times? Does that just happen to you once as a CrossFitter and you're like, that will fucking never happen to me again? Like like that swim event, it didn't catch you off. I'm guessing from listening to you talk now, it didn't catch you off guard. You didn't finish it and be like, oh my God, I can't even believe I finished. I mean, like the kind of shit like you used to see in the 2009 games. You know what I mean? Like people passing out and falling down and like, like, like yeah. people were caught off guard, unprepared. Do you, do you ever remember going to an event and being unprepared and be like, oh shit, I didn't know they were going to throw rocks at us? I don't think so. No, okay. I, I, I don't think so. I think that it's it's just varying degrees of like, oh, this is going to be kind of sucky. I didn't think that they would do this, but not like a, I won't be able to do it. Type okay. Thing. Um, I don't know. I, I like I have a pretty versatile skill set at least. So skills wise, I don't think I've ever run into a wall like that. But other than that, like I don't know. You can manage things. Like nobody ever thought we'd probably do that marathon row, but like you can you can sit on the rower and pull. Like you can do it, and it's just going to kind of suck for a little longer. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think I've ever had anything that really, really like stopped me in my tracks. What year was that marathon row? 18. Mm-hmm. What was your first games? Individual 16. You were on a team before then? Yeah. The year before I, I was on a team. Who was on your team? You wouldn't know any of them. Oh, Brian. It was the last year they did teams of six as well. So it was like be five people. Do you know them, Brian, off the top of your head? No, but I'm curious if I, he says their names, if I know any of their names. The women were Emmanuel Blais, Alexandra mm. Bergeron, ah. Raquel Rodriguez. The men were myself, Martin Roy, and Yves Tourville. Martin Maxime, wait, Martin Roy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know those people, no. Where did you find a Rodriguez that far north? <laughs> Uh, she's in, she lives in Quebec. She's French. They're all super French. <laughs> oh, but let me tell you something. No one Rodriguez is in French. All right. You, you may you I'll may be her. you may be smarter than me, but Rodriguez is not French. <laughs> that's uh, that's south of San Diego. Um, yeah, because, I'm not sure, but yeah, that was a uh, that was like my first kind of year of being focused on competitive CrossFit. Damn, dude, you've been around for a long time. That was when I was max back, so I was like 305 pounds. Although that, that year of team was really good because it was like uh, I, I was definitely after the 2014 regionals, I did individual and I got absolutely buried at anything with a barbell or weight. But my gymnastics background carried me to some strong finishes. And then uh, I spent a year training for team stuff, which at the time team was a lot more like interval style, a lot of power output, a lot of like, you know, that was kind of back when you could sort of have specialists you'd have people kind of pop in and out. So you, you sort of go in, do some reps really fast, lift some heavy loads, get out. Um, and so I spent a year just like working a lot on strength and power output, which was what I needed. So that was like, as far as the development process, that was actually a great, great move um, and paid off a lot for my individual career. And then when I went back individual, it was, it was easy. Um, we had uh, Samuel on the show, Cornway. Yep. And uh, he he made a pretty big move this year. And he he spent eight weeks and dropped 16? 15, 16 pounds, yeah. Yeah, 15, 16 pounds. Um, see, 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 it's a lot. I mean, he's still a big guy. He's still over 200 pounds. I think I want to say he went from 223 to... 216 to 200, basically. Okay. Um, any any big changes for you? Anything crazy like that? Any? I'll probably put on five pounds. No kidding. Not muscle, though. From that cake, <laughs> <laughs> this holidays. 
I'll try to lose it. I'll lose it this weekend competing. Uh, uh, Will, let's see his uh, Instagram again. I want to see if there's any pictures where we can see that five pounds. How, what What do you weigh right now, Patrick? Like 200. Oh, okay. And, and what do you show up to the games at? Usually like 195-ish. No kidding, man. You look bigger than that. Is that last year, Wadapalooza? Two years that ago, is, I mean? Yeah, that is. Yeah? Yeah, okay. that's, that's 2019, actually. Um, oh, yeah, I yeah. I mean, there's one. a few people that have been losing weight this year. I'm oh, yeah, yeah. Click that one. Click that one. Look, is. he looks like he looks like he put on 30 pounds in that one with the black shirt on. Yeah, click that. One. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good shirt for you. Good hairstyle too. A little mohawk. Who made this for you? Oh, uh, one of my buddies on the island. Oh, it's cool. Okay, what were you saying? Sorry, before we were talking about weight loss. You were gonna oh, I was just saying there's, a, there's quite a few athletes this year that actually have, seems like, dropped a bunch of weight. I'm not sure what the deal with the trend is. Oh, it, Noah also, right? Noah dropped, like, an insane amount of weight. And is he competing at that lighter weight? Uh, I'm not sure what he's if he's, you know, rebounded at all. He's here, I think, he's because he's doing a team with Chandler and Travis, I think. Yeah. Uh, they're the team of three. They'll be, they'll be great in the team of three. But, um... Yeah, because he went from like 205 to like 185 or something in like in like four weeks or something like that. Oh, was that fast? It was. It was, it was uh, maybe not that fast. It might have been like five. It was pretty fast. I remember seeing him post that he was going to try to lose this weight, and then seeing him post that he had lost the weight and being like, "Wait a minute, how?" <laughs> and so yeah, I, so, I, I mean, was a little curious about that because like fast. I want I usually wouldn't recommend anyone doing that, but. I don't know. I mean, whatever. It depends what your, I don't know what your goals are anymore. Right. Like it depends what you're trying to do, but, uh, Hey, when I, you're pushing, well, how, do you, do you have any idea how many calories you eat a day, Patrick? Like on, no, on like, probably like 5,000 roughly when you're training, when the training's really up. Yeah. Training's really high, maybe a little more, but, uh, up like up towards 6,000, maybe at the at peak and then anywhere from like 4,000 to 6,000. If it like depends on what I'm doing. When's the last let's time? Just, you, say, it, say it's five thousand. How many of them are you drinking? The calories? Mm. I'd try not to do a lot, but probably a thousand, one and a half. When's the last time you weighed one sixty five? Me? Yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck, long time ago. High what, school. When did you get your driver's license? When you were sixteen? Yeah. And uh, do you remember what the weight was on there? No, I don't. Uh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I bet you I probably weighed like 170 oh. when I was like competing in gymnastics. Like so I'm you weren't like, okay. You weren't a pinner. No, I've never been small like that. All right, not really. We've been talking to a couple guys. Uh, what did? Uh, that's another thing. Griffin Raleigh told us at 15 years old he was five feet tall and 115 pounds. Well, five feet tall though. So that means he just like hadn't hit puberty yet. Yeah, just tiny. But he also had something weird, like a four hundred pound back squat or something. No way. Yes, yes. Ask him <laughs> I about. Mean, I kind of believe it based on his <laughs> track record, but that's hilarious. When he yeah, played football, know, yeah. he said he back squatted uh, six hundred for twelve. And I, <laughs> oh and I, God. and I go, "What's your max back squat?" And he goes, "I never, I never, I never tested it. I did six hundred for twelve, so my max is six hundred, and my and oh, the reps I are love twelve. That's why I'm like." I'm glad I can. I'm glad I'm fit because, like, I could never compete with like that kind of strength. You know. I mean, that was a long time ago. He Take says he's a no, lifetime to build that. He says he's. You know weak who else now. does that? You know Paul Tremblay. Yeah. 
he's he's like that. Like he said, he's never failed a back squat. He just like whatever he puts on the bar, he'll just do. And then oh my God. he 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 doesn't ever squat his own percentages anymore because he's like, yeah, it just like ends up hurting my joints after like a week. So he just whatever if you walk into the gym and you're squatting, he'll squat whatever you're squatting, and then he'll just like that's it. But he'll go in, he doesn't even like really train to compete anymore. The other day they did that like move, train, compete, uh CrossFit ran some small competition, um, just online, and he cleaned like 385 with like hasn't done like any weightlifting in like months. He's just he's a freak. Like the PO, some people just have it. I don't know. And I, it doesn't make sense to me, it defies logic. Like I just I don't get it. And I but whatever. I can do burpees for longer than he can. What 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 workout are the burpees in? Oh, Bayside Chipper. I think it's gonna be event four Saturday night, Friday night box, probably. Box jumps, the double kettlebell front rack, rope climbs in the middle, and then burpee box jump over and kettlebell deadlifts to finish. I wonder if you're gonna be a commentator in the sport when you're done. You were faster than Brian on that. There'll always be space I mean, for I'm, on the step on podcast, just so you know. <laughs> I hope I know it. I'm about I gotta do it in like a day here. But yeah. Patrick I did a little, um, little run through of that one. It's it's a uh, it's fast. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw that it was a ten minute cap and then I started thinking about it and I was like, Oh yeah, that's just because they're all twice as good as me. <laughs> it's it's quick. You gotta move pretty quick. It's Patrick, like go ahead, sorry. But it's uh yeah, it'll it'll burn people up pretty good, I think. Maybe get somebody who really goes hard and falls from the top of those ropes. Mm. <laughs> See, that's the kind of stuff the fans want to see. They don't get the person doesn't get hurt. We don't want them to get hurt. Just a little fall, a big fall. We need no, no, uh, no descent standard. Just let us fly from the rafters. Yes, yes. Somebody um, will do it. Someone will do it. Do you know the do Do you know the schedule yet? Like, like to to do you know where you're supposed to be every minute between um, now and Sunday? No, they're gonna kind of they're releasing it pretty slow. Like we we got a, an updated schedule for tomorrow, just like a, an hour or so ago, a couple hours ago, and I actually just like thirty seconds ago got an email that uh, has our briefing time for tomorrow morning. Um, so we'll probably just have to, we'll get briefed tomorrow, probably tomorrow's events, and then they'll give us our heat times after that, and then we'll just kind of get to run through that day. They might have a brief at the end of the day. Likely they're just, because the elites don't start, the elite teams individuals don't start until like noon every day. Probably we'll just have a morning briefing every day. So when we leave the site at the end of the day, they'll say, hey, call time tomorrow is 10 a.m. Show up for your briefing. Then you'll get the whole next day's stuff. So they'll just hit you one day at a time. I don't think they'll, so things are subject to change. I feel like if, if you give everybody the schedule through till Sunday, it's just going to get updated a hundred times and you're going to have yeah so many emails. So I think they're just going to give us one day at a time and we'll work through it like that. That's what uh, O'Keefe told us. I mean, I, I'm just chomping at the bit to know the times so I can just start scheduling when I'm going to be watching and what we're going to be doing. So I was hoping like you had something more detailed and you could send it to me. I don't know. I could check that email right now, but I won't. You're a good dude. Uh, how far is your hotel room from, from where you go to get your briefings and lift weights? and collect Not checks? super far. We'll walk there and like, five to 10 minutes, probably 10 minutes. And you will do that every day. You'll walk. That doesn't take anything off. No, probably walk there. I usually don't spend a lot of time outside in the heat if I can help it. So I'll probably walk to the briefing. Then depending on who starts men or women, I'll probably just go back to the hotel. 
um, sit in the AC for a couple hours, have some lunch, go back to go warm up some sled flips. And, and then after we have a, that, that event is going to be really long. Uh, I think it's like a three hour window for the men and women to do that event. So if you go, like if the men go first, you've got a long break until you have to do that frown workout. So same, like I would just go back and chill, like go sit in the hotel and get out of the heat, eat some food, chill hang um, with the baby. Have they talked about Ricky yet? That is so rude. I would not bring up Ricky. This is Pat's uh, competition time, and I do not <laughs> want to fill his head with drama and nonsense. Pat, you just stay focused. And this, these people, everyone just wants drama. It's so, I mean, it's a shame to be human. People love it, man. Of course they do. <laughs> shame. That's all you want. I'm ashamed. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. TV. In the beginning like, of the I'm gonna podcast. Up, I, I'm going to walk up and slap him as soon as I see him. <laughs> How could you? Hey, someone, someone suggested that you have a shirt with an arrow pointed this way, and above it it says, test him. And then you just stand there. You know? <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm quite sure that they're testing him. I'm sure that's not a problem. I'm sure he's doing what he needs to do now. Um, CrossFit started releasing that they're the the negative tests, and he was on one of them. Do you like that they're doing that? Yeah, although I gotta tell you, maybe he'll hate me for saying this, but it is the most stressful fucking phone call you'll ever get because they, in order for them to release your negative test, they um, they need your permission to do it. So. They basically like Curtis, Curtis Bowler, who is the head of uh, the drug testing for CrossFit will just cold call you. And like, it's, it's happened twice to me now. Like after, hello, Patrick, this is Curtis. And if you've ever met Curtis, yeah, he he doesn't like, you wouldn't know it's a happy call. You pick up the phone and like, you know, we talk to Curtis sometimes with the, our athlete association. And like, so I have a couple different touch points that he could be calling me for anything. And I'm like, Curtis Bowler, kind of weird. You pick up the phone and it's like, this he like he's talking to you like your family's just died and you're like holy shit and he, he like lets it linger for like 30 40 oh seconds. he's doing it on purpose what oh, a great job like, to have you're like what are you doing i have your results <laughs> here he says hey yeah so yeah all your tests were negative so uh we just wanted to know if we could publish them and i'm like oh my god like there's no like it's so funny because like you know you've been doing the same things that you're doing before the games like nothing's really changed but there's nothing that'll like get in your head that like you take a test and you're like i don't know it just makes you like second guess like every like piece of food you ate or like anything and it's like it it doesn't really feel good until you get confirmation that you're like oh no you're good and you're like phew i thought so but nice to know i remember taking a venereal disease holds you on the line yeah exactly right you get the test and you're like i'm I'm like i'm a virgin and i'm taking a venereal disease test and i'm still scared i'm like what the (laughs) fuck am i scared about (laughs) (laughs) but yeah good example but yeah Yeah, just like like, he just lets you hang there and fucking tortures you it's so bad and then he's like oh yeah then he's your buddy like right afterwards i'm sure he knows what he's doing every time i'm like dude you gotta stop doing that because it just like i was like driving last time when he called me it was like speakerphone michelle's in the car and she listened to that call and then when i up, she's like that was cruel like that was just like really mean i was like man i can't like yeah so he they have to ask to publish the test so i mean they i think at every probably around every major competition they're doing one a little bit before or after as well as the competition testing like we had a handful of us got tested by drug-free sport for crossfit during rogue and then we also got tested by rogue um same thing with the games same thing like they're doing more testing like i've been getting tested at more frequency than ever before so it's good i mean i'm glad that they're doing it and they're publishing it it's it's more transparency so 
I think it's sweet. So I'm sure he's been doing good. These are my preferred <laughs> supplements. What is it? I can't even see it. It's just desiccated, oh, desiccated liver. liver. Delicious. Yes. <laughs> Let's take a moment of silence. Grass-fed beef liver. You know you like it. Bills paid. What do you guys yeah, see no, when I do good. that? Does your screen go black, Belner? It shows the ad. Oh, it does. It percent. It shows what the, the hell? thing drop down, and then it says whatever beef liver. Beef. Oh, but and Brian I, I can can't see it. Sound. I just get a black screen yeah. that says your mic is muted while the video plays. Yeah, mine says at the top too, but I see the ad. I don't even see it. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Well. Hey, it's not an ad. Not How dare much. you? How dare you? <laughs> it's uh, it's fast. It's it's basically the same as when you just held it up to the camera. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and that's Will's voice. Will just made that. This is oh, Will. Yeah. I didn't hear it. Mine is muted. I'll turn the sound on next time. It's very sexy. All right, Patrick. Um, you know the routine. We bug you throughout the week. You don't respond. No feelings are hurt, but we have to bug you and send you text anyway. Maybe we catch you once. If we're lucky, you'll be downstairs eating wings or something, and you won't want to be alone. <laughs> probably. I'll have a couple beers, probably. Yeah, during during competition. Oh yeah, I'll be at the bar after every event, probably. Uh, carving up. Yeah, exactly. All right. I think what they have a beer sponsor this year at Waterpalooza. Yingling. Are those so, the winners? These are, are the, winners. the winners. They sent us a photo on Instagram. <laughs> oh, that's oh. awesome! They're very oh, they're, excited. Yeah, it's a yeah, mom and two daughters. Oh, that is so great! From St. From St. Louis. Pat, what a great selection. 256. Hey, Never forget 256. it. 256. Yeah. <laughs> they now, said they now said next to say They said say thank you to Pat. And they're also I mean, they're only missing Brian in that picture. So we're excited for that as well. They're, pra- they're practicing. There you go. Tomorrow <laughs> yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. Uh barbelljobs.com. Thank you for doing it. That was a last minute gift uh that Andre over there surprised us with. Uh he didn't have to do that. Uh super cool. What did your sponsor? Did your sponsors give you anything cool for this? Like a special pair of magic underwear or like a, <laughs> a new backpack? Me? Yeah. Like good luck, Pat. From that sweatshirt he's from, wearing from Reebok. Here's an extra six pairs a, of shoes. Or I got a big. Uh, I got my suit. Reebok sent me like a carry-on suitcase full of gear for the competition for Christmas. And, oh, that's uh, not nice. Two fifty-six. Pat's back. That's not nice at all. Come on, guys. Kilos. Kilos. <laughs> oh yes, kilos. I'm sorry, my bad. There you go. <laughs> I, okay, wish. I wish. <laughs> so Reebok, what? They sent me a bunch of new gear, a bunch of new, just like shorts and shirts and things to compete in, which is, I I've always I always need more pairs of gym shorts, as you know. Never have enough, so. <laughs> Someone I, should have uh, sent you a Flowbee and some hair gel. No, <laughs> so man. Just let it rage. Especially when you got like tomorrow, we got GHDs and Echo Bike. You want the hair, you don't want it to be like rock solid, you want it to be winging around everywhere. Uh, we will be watching. Um, thank you. I think this looks like um, one of our largest live shows. I mean, it can't compete with the one where Dave Castro got fired, but I mean, outside of like something, be- this is like good stuff. This is the best show. This is the most watchers we've had when it's good shit happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Positive. Positive. Yeah. So that's uh, nice podcast. Good. Well, that's what an honor. Uh, and uh, we will be bugging you throughout the weekend. Thank you, Brian. Do you sure, want to say good, good timing? Because uh, my wife and kids show up tonight, so it might be a little bit harder to carve out time. But uh, hey, you're welcome to try. Maybe you'll okay. get Owen on. I, I feel lucky. 
Any other have a great competition, man. Before I let you go, say that again. So, any other burning questions or desires before I let you guys go? I'm gonna turn the camera. I'm gonna turn off the audience before I tell you my burning desires. <laughs>